Folks, today is a very, very interesting episode in my opinion. Also a very important episode for me personally, because the guest that I have on today is someone who pretty much used to hold the position that I'm currently in, technically, and is now holding a position that I'm going to be in in the future. So as if that wasn't enigmatic enough, let's get right into it. Um, special, may I add, elusive guest. Can you please introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Karen Matova. I'm a third year music specialist study student at the University of Western Australia and I was also, I was the 2021 <laughs> MSU president. Damn, okay. So um, let's just jump right into, um, actually no, let's not jump right into the agenda straight away. Let's go mm. into a bit of context mm. about how this podcast episode came to be. So um, just to give you guys, um, the audience, just a bit of context. I actually um, was having a volleyball session or something like a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week or two ago. <laughs> and um, I walk in and I see the whole of like, or maybe the whole of MSU committee just finishing their practice off. And then in front of me, I see Karen and I'm like, oh, hey, Karen, how's it going? And then like Karen and like a bunch of her, a bunch of her goons like come up to me <laughs> and they're, they're like, hey, Alano, uh, why haven't you invited any of us onto your podcast yet? So before I like, you know, sell you guys like my side, let's just hear your side first and where that comes from. And, you know, do you have a bit of a reputation for what you've been doing or anything? Or just give them a bit of context. I don't know. I just, okay. So basically what happened was Alana actually messaged me a month prior to when I saw him and asked him about the podcast. I just hadn't seen it. Mm. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I don't know. And we were just wondering, just um, a couple of my execs and I were like, you know, ICS has been on there, Asia's been on there, when's <laughs> our turn, you know? We want to talk, we oh want to talk, gosh. but yeah. Wow. But I do yeah. really feel really bad. I genuinely just did not see the message. I'm okay, so sorry. Okay. That, you know, it's okay. I mean, like, <laughs> did not see a message. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't see any glasses on you at the moment. Or I don't know if oh you're wearing contacts God. or anything. I'm but so sorry. I don't think you have any problems with your vision. But no, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Obviously, like, her being a president at that time, me being a president as well, I feel like we, like, I kind of understand a little bit. Or, like, I try to understand. I'm just like, she's probably got stuff going on. Like, mm. I know getting Ben and I's podcast, um, CS Prez, was also pretty, like tough to get to because he had a really like stacked schedule mm. and like places where we could meet up is always going to be quite limited as well and like as always i usually have to like resort mm. to like these study rooms at like uwa yeah. so you know we, we'll just make do no that's all right that's all that's all on me to be honest <laughs> <laughs> no, just it's okay okay <laughs> so Let's just get into the actual agenda right mm -hmm. now, okay? So first of all, we'll just ask you this. Although you've been the president of MSU, obviously that means you've had at least one year prior in MSU as well. Yeah. Have you been in any other clubs? No, I haven't. I've always been in MSU and wow. I always will be. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, okay, the yeah, loyalty. Yeah. So did you join MSU in like your first year? Yes, I did. Mm, and what led you to join Honestly, I don't even remember. When I came to uni, I didn't know anything about the clubs. I didn't know what MSU was. I didn't know what Asia KCCCS was. I didn't know any of that. It was just... Actually, I wasn't even... like I wouldn't have even been in the club, to be honest, because what happened was 
you know how we have fresh barbecues at the start of the year um basically one of my friends in high school who's a year above me she was in msu and she basically just chucked me a message like the day before whenever barbecues were like oh you should come down for an interview just to try it out but what happened was i had a class right where um or rehearsal or something right when the barbecues were happening and i finished and there was like 10 15 minutes left of the barbecue and i wasn't gonna go but then um yeah the person kind of like was like oh where are you you should come and so i was just like running to matilda bay and i didn't even know we had to do interviews and i was just sitting there i was just like randomly just question i'm like answering these questions you know and i found out that i got in to the pre-inductions just went to pre-inductions didn't really know what it was going to inductions didn't really know what it was (laughs) and like i just i really just didn't know what it was until i actually got in oh yeah so because None, no one at, in high school really talked about what MSU was. Mm, or that's true. I just didn't know anything about the social clubs. Yeah, yeah, I see. Damn, so you pretty much like clutched it like last yeah. few minutes. And then like, here you are, like president and like... Yeah, you know, literally. Damn. Okay, so how about when did you start hearing about the other clubs? Because MSU must have been your first club that you heard about. Did you mm. hear about the other clubs like very early on? Or? Yeah, so I found out about them on O'Day. So I knew about MSU just before O'Day because that person from high school, she um, told me about it because obviously she was in it. And then I went to O'Day, you know how all the stores are there. And I was just walking around. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Asia. Oh, yeah, yeah. KCC, CS. And I was like, oh, damn. Like, there's a lot. And people, after that, people would tell me, you know, know, Mm. these are like the four... I don't know what they call us, like the four like the big, big four, big yeah. four Asian clubs, whatever. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, all right, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah. So it was really when I started at uni. I didn't really know. Mm. I didn't have any prior knowledge. I see, I see. Okay, so let's just talk a little bit about the connection mm. between our four clubs, actually. So mm. um, obviously there's you, MSU, KCC, mm. CS and Asia. Uh, we've had this like pretty tight bond um, over like the past however many years. And I noticed that KCC, uh, with MSU specifically, mm. we also have like quite a strong bond. But let's just talk about the general bond between the four at the moment. So is there anything like you notice or any comments you can make? Um, I think we, especially this year, yeah. I think the, di- to be honest, I think the dynamic of between the clubs changes every year, depending mm. on who the executives are. But I think this year in particular has been pretty positive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've been pretty like harmonious, yeah, true, you know, yeah. pretty supportive of each other. Um, but yeah, I think especially also I tend to see a lot of our committee members mm. hanging out together. Yeah. And that's nice to see as well. Really, really yeah. nice to see. Yeah, especially like you know we're both like at the top, and we want to see obviously a lot of like objective things go down yeah. with our clubs. But like seeing these like nice little like oh our committees are getting along as well. Yeah. It just makes it a lot like easier and like the environment for like us to work a lot yeah, better. Yeah, it does. As well. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit about um, what MSU actually is as well. Mm-hmm. So my, from my understanding, yeah. um, MSU like Multicultural Students Union, you guys like pretty much in like um, in a sentence in a nutshell. Mm-hmm sort of like celebrate diversity yep and is there anything that you can like you know coming from your perspective explain or like say about what msu stands for yeah i guess mm, we're just 
a non-for-profit charity-based social club basically and you're right we do promote diversity and an inclusive kind of university environment mm -hmm. and we do this by you know holding fortnightly or weekly stores yeah. at uni every tuesday or every um, second tuesday to kind of engage with our community kind of create mm -hmm. this kind of all-inclusive environment where we can do stuff together we host events like KCC does as well you know we have clubbing events and charity well we have charity concerts as well basically yeah all inclusive <laughs> um we get a lot of diverse performers at charity concerts and stuff like that but yeah, yeah that's basically what it's. that's great that's great to hear like obviously it's quite tough at times for like university students from all different backgrounds to have something so uniting yeah uh for example like with KCC Obviously, Korean culture is going to be like the biggest mm. uniting factor, but you guys have so much more of like a horizon. Mm. Like you guys can draw so much more, um, you know, support and like help from people because there's like so much more to like and things like that. Mm. Whereas as ours, I think arguably could be more niche. Yeah. So it's good to see that like, you know, you guys are increasing the harmony and things like that going on. Mm. But um, you know, just backtracking a little bit because I just had this question pop up in my mind. Like mm. I'm just a bit curious. So you've been in MSU for what three years, is it? Yeah. So how has your experience personally been um, with regards to connecting with the other clubs? For example, like I know that we like to talk about our committee members. I know mm -hmm. we have like really, really close um, bridges between KCC and MSU. Mm -hmm. But personally, for you, can can I hear anything about you from um, your experience talking to perhaps CS members or Asia members, um, non-executive? Hmm. Going off of my, I'll just go off my first year experience. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I didn't, I wasn't really friends with any KCC or CS people. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the connections I made in first year were with Asia people. And I would say like, but in saying that, I'd say the, our cohort, um, yeah. I don't know how you feel, but I would say like the general kind of vibes within each club was very positive and everyone was just kind of friends with everyone kind of vibe. But for me personally, I was just, I think because I only went to Asia and MSU pre-inductions. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. So I think that would explain it. Um, now thinking back to it, but yeah, but I think in general, our cohort had a pretty positive kind of relationship with each other as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note of like the connections between like us individually mm. and the other clubs, I don't think like obviously this is just an opinion yeah but it's not really an objective that we're like actually aiming yeah for. like we don't really need or like have any um like goal to actually try to increase that interclub bonding but yeah. it's nice right yeah so do you think personally like what's your opinion on that would you like to see a lot more of that interclub bonding or like do you think that like maybe there are other things to focus on or like if you really think that it is important is there anything that possibly could be put in place or things like that hmm i mean i'm pretty happy with how it is now i think it's not really like beneficial to kind of force things like you mm. said you know on people but i think what we're doing at the moment like for example we have interclub volleyball yeah. stuff like that maybe we, we could have more things like that more things like i don't that, really yeah. i can't really think of what we could do to be honest on off the top of my head but i do really like interclub volleyball interclub futsal or interclub sports just because it does bring us together mm. it's good i think that's nice as well yeah it's always really like encouraging and nice to see like especially this year because i feel like this year i'm not sure about the year before last mm. year but 
last year compared to this year the connections between our communities are just so much better yeah like, definitely i think covid probably had to mm, do with it because they didn't the year below they didn't really see right. each other often and so this year yeah. you know having stuff like into club sports really helped probably yeah so on that note like that's that stuff is really good and all but i feel like an issue that i know my committee and i personally have mm. a lot with our events is not being able to actually reach out to people that i don't know or like don't have mutuals with mm. because i think one of the things that we try to strongly advocate but it's quite tough to actually execute it is that um at our events we try to like introduce ourselves to new people or like talk to new people make them feel like at home or like make them feel welcome mm. but it's a bit tough at times because like it's so daunting yeah. so for example we just had our event like yesterday yeah. at the next level and like there were people like a lot of people flooding in and people that like I, who i've never seen before even being like the president of my own club yeah i would expect to like know like more people or something like that but like there are so many people that i don't know and is that a problem that you feel like you see with your club as well um i do agree with you to an extent like I mean, like, I don't think you should beat yourself up for it, though, because, like, I feel like it's kind of hard in a club environment. In a mm. clubbing environment, it's kind of hard, you know, because, like, half the people are drunk anyway. <laughs> like, how you... I don't... Yeah, I wouldn't beat yourself up for it. But I think, yeah, it is hard to branch out of this bubble, I yeah. guess. Um, but I guess... I think this year, just reflecting on this year, on myself, I have found... Even though they're small, little opportunities where I could, for example, could find like connections or like mm. could build friendships. For example, um, pre-inductions is a good example. Like there are people who ne- didn't necessarily really get through to MSU right. and now don't really have any mutuals. But because I talk to them a lot, for example, like pre-inductions, induction, uh, pre-inductions would be like a good kind of place to build friendships you know what I mean and also O'Day and stuff like that because you know most of the people coming in are new and like they want friendships Mm. and you know they're easier to talk to basically and um but yeah that's I don't know if I answered the question no no it's good I actually feel like pre-inductions are so like underestimated yeah because like there are actually so many people and I don't like, I'm not trying to take a dig, mm. but like there are a lot of people who just come to the pre-inductions for the social aspect. Yeah. Like maybe with not even any intentions of joining yeah. the club, but like, I know so many like friends who have been like, who have made other friends through saying things like, Oh, I actually just met them at pre-induction. Mm. And I'm like, wow, you actually like remember like yeah. these people from pre-induction. Yeah. So it's actually really nice to see, I feel. Yeah, it's so nice. And when you just see them, like, walking around uni, you just wave at them. Yeah. And they wave, wave back and you're like, oh, my God. It's <laughs> so nice, yeah. Yeah. Also, though, I feel like because of our pre-induction, mm. um, I want to ask you about yours as well. Yeah. But for my pre-induction, I really, as in the pre-induction this year while I was president, yeah. I had to, like, headline a lot of things. Mm. So I was, like, facilitating a lot of... Um, you know commands and like telling people to do this and mm-hmm. that and i felt like there was a bit of like i don't know maybe a self blockade like i felt mm-hmm. like i couldn't really talk to people without them knowing like oh he's in committee like uh, his, his opinion matters yeah so is there anything like do you feel that way or did you feel that way during your pre-induction i feel like okay i don't know if it was just me but i don't think many people knew really that i was president oh, yeah because okay. i say this because because 
I don't know. Do you guys pick people up on the way to pre-inductions? Yeah, or yeah. Did they just okay? So like, I was picking someone up. He's mm. in com now, but oh, yeah. he literally like he got me bubble tea. He was so nice. <gasps> and afterwards, after he got into committee, I was like, "Did you get me? Did you pick me up when I picked you up? Did you give me bubble tea because you knew I was president?" He's like, "No, I didn't even know you. Like, <laughs> oh I didn't even gosh. know you were president. Like, I don't think many people actually knew I was president. Mm. So I was kind of just." chilling and i was just like <laughs> talking to random people yeah oh, i see so i personally didn't feel that but in saying that i know people i know like some of our common members probably would have yeah that way and if so yeah i feel like there's always that sort of like mini issue of like yeah. people who are like gunning for committee members yeah like, people who are like oh who's in committee or yeah. they just come in knowing yeah. So is there like, do you feel like there's any problem with that? Or like, is there anything we can do about it? Um, I don't know if there's anything we can do about it, to be honest. But it's pretty easy to tell. Mm, okay. We definitely had people like that coming to our pre-inductions. And there's nothing wrong with it. If they want to be like that, if, if they think that's a really advantageous kind of yeah. strategy to go into pre-inductions with, then that's fine. But when we're reviewing mm. who we want, we can generally tell. Right. Do you know what I mean? So I don't think there's anything that we can necessarily do about it. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, also, do you guys have like, um, for your fresher barbecues, mm. do you do group interviews? Yeah, we do. Okay. Have you actually conducted one yourself? Yeah, I have. How, how did it go? I don't know. It was, it's interesting to see different personalities and mm. how different people react to different questions. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. personally, like, I haven't actually conducted yeah, one myself. I see. I was like, last year, I didn't have the opportunity to because I was a fresher last yeah. year. And then, like, this year, I um, was, like, processing memberships. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Getting people, like, to come over and, like, oh, yeah. I didn't pick up my card yet. Oh, here you go. Like, <laughs> that sort of thing going on. Mm. And then, like, I didn't actually go through the group yeah. um, interview process, mm. which I hope I do next year. Yeah. But, like, I just... I don't know, I, I sort of imagine that there are people who, like, try to give you, like, cookie-cutter answers. Or, like, mm. people who try to, like, be someone like they're not, pretty much. Yeah. Is that, like, something that gets, like... Is that something that you crack down on, that you guys, like, are able to tell? Uh, I don't know. I think it really depends on how they execute it. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing some people would do it really well. For me, personally, when I question people, I didn't really get many of those mm. so i couldn't probably comment on it but yeah i think if you're genuine it shows yeah if you're fake it shows through <laughs> as well kind of to certain people so yeah yeah fair enough all right so we're gonna move into a more i think serious like portion no, okay. <laughs> no pressure or anything <laughs> but right. like we're gonna be talking about like you know the goods the president stuff right now <laughs> okay. we've been talking general club everyone can relate but, sorry <laughs> non-presidents no i'm just kidding um yeah so we'll talk about like presidency obviously when i invite on a president to the mm -hmm. podcast i really want to crack into those details of like what um presidency means to you the things that you know that we go through yeah because like with um, with Ben with Franklin as well. I'm sure like the four of us have been through a lot of similar things, yep. similar situations. But let's just go like straight from the surface question. Mm. Like, what do we mean by presidency? Mm. Obviously, my definition is also altered um, compared to Ben's and Franklin's. Yeah. So for presidency in your club, what's that definition? Uh, I think personally, there's no concrete definition of mm -hmm. presidency. 
I think, because everyone's unique, right? Everyone has a different sort of leadership style and what they want to get out of the presidency. Because the role of the president is so fluid. Like, mm, there's no yeah. set definition. So it's really what... Mm, I think being president, depending on who you are as a person, there's that freedom to make the role your own. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, but I think if we're speaking from a more general perspective... I think a criteria, I guess, for a good president would be someone who has a clear vision and a direction that they want the club to go into. They have a lot of passion for the club. Yeah. I think that's really important. Um, what else? And someone that basically is a good role model and can be a face of the club. Yeah. Basically, I think. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But that's what I would think. A very general kind of scope yeah. of what... A successful president probably would be yeah, yeah i agree i agree there's a lot of like you know very important parts about presidency like being very fluid yeah. and like you're you're not really like you don't really have to do a lot of things yeah but like you do them because like you want to and yeah. things like that yeah so here's a question that i think like the answer has always been obvious with like i thought the answer was obvious with ben and i mm. because um a lot of the work that we do as president is like put on us yeah. and it's stuff that like generally needs to be done mm -hmm. but with you guys having so many like subcommittees so mm -hmm. many roles i know like we've praised you guys so much <laughs> and asia as well and like even cs is heading there but is being a president difficult and i'm asking that in the context of like you guys have got delegating your tasks like down pat yeah like in my opinion and you guys have been around for like so long i'm sure mm -hmm. there's like a like a formula to it as well but yeah, what about, what do you think about um, presidency? Is it, like, difficult in general, or...? Um, from my experience, it... Oh, it's kind of, like, hard to say whether it was easy or hard. I mean, it wasn't easy, but it was easy. <laughs> because everyone, because everyone, like you said, we have a lot of roles. Yeah. So a lot of subcommittees, um, a lot of, like, the execs as well, you know, they all did such good jobs do you get mm, what I mean yeah. so it's kind of like everyone was just kind of driving the car and like VP Artie and I we were just kind of like paving the road uh -huh. and uh, like yeah. filling in the potholes to I just see. make sure that everything went smoothly yeah. just doing miscellaneous tasks but on the whole I would say um it wasn't easy but it was easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah. that's always something that i really think about and yeah. i think like for the future it's very important that we also like catch up almost like mm. with like the roles and the ways like you guys are handling um your clubs mm. like work because like for from us looking at you guys it looks like clockwork like everyone's got something going on you've got like mm. so many heads and so many subcommittees and things like that that i wish we had because yeah. like even not having subcommittees, even having heads for particular positions mm. is not enough, I feel. So, yeah, yeah. I hopefully we can get there. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think having different subcoms, heads of subcoms, and then what we had was like, for example, for Deco, we had like different branches in Deco. So say right. if we're planning for ball, we'd have people on centerpieces and oh. people on the entrance and stuff like that. And shout out to Jess and Kim Ho, um, who were like kind of the heads of Deco oh, yeah. this year. And they delegated the task so well. Um, even like the freshers were involved, which wow. I thought was really good this year. But yeah, same with intra-club, sports and stuff, you know. Yeah, they just all did a really good job. I think, oh, just going back on 
what I said, whether um, presidency is hard, uh, easy or hard, whatever. I think I would say the hardest bit of that would probably be just trying to figure out how everyone works mm. and trying to kind of be on the same wavelength with everyone so that it's kind of run smooth for them. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. Like it's kind of being able to work with everyone because right. obviously there's so many different personalities, so many different opinions and being able to kind of just come to a middle ground mm. so that we can run smoothly. Yeah. yeah. But about that deco stuff, that's brilliant. Like you guys like having pretty much maybe like a sub sub committee. Like going yeah, on. that's like, all Jess and Kim to be honest. Like, wow. Yeah. Hard carries, I guess. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. How about presidency? Like I asked, like, is presidency difficult in general? Mm. But what about in comparison to the other roles, like mm. the other office bearer roles? In terms of um, workload, yep. definitely president is easier. Mm. Comparing to secretary, treasurer, PR, yeah. like their workload is crazy. Yeah. And I honestly do not know how they did it and how they did it so well. Literally, Angeline, Johnson, Yi, like all of them. It's like, I didn't even... Okay, so like, for example, yeah. like I don't... I still don't understand anything that goes on about the money. For example, <laughs> yes. for Johnson, Classic. right? Yeah. But I don't even, it doesn't even matter because I just know I can trust that Johnson would do his job well yeah. and that he'd do it. And the same with SEC. And yeah, but it's crazy the amount of work they do. Same with me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Like, I actually, like, I've met Johnson a couple of times and, like, to say he's built different is like an understatement. Yeah, actually. <laughs> he's yeah. so like on top of and it. And the best thing is that like Angeline Johnson and you, they're all, all so humble about mm, it. Yeah. They just like do their own thing, just tap away. And then every yeah. time I'm like, do you need help? They're like, no, it's okay. No. But that inside I'm like, oh my God, like, I just want to help you so much. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. Wow. But I definitely think in terms of workload, president is so much easier. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like actually the humility is like something that we see in a lot of office bearers. Yeah, yeah. Actually, like I think I've talked about this with um, Franklin on the last podcast, mm. but um, after asking that question of like what's the most difficult and what's the most easy roles to my past office bearer, um, office bearer secretary mm. last year, I asked him, yeah, what do you think is like the easiest pretty much? Mm. And then he was like, oh, I think definitely secretary is easiest. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. So nah, he's he's tripping, man. <laughs> Absolutely tripping. Yeah. But yeah, I think um definitely across the board, like treasurer position, I think all four, like you, me, Frank and Ben, um, all agree. Treasurer is like ridiculous. Like we don't want to see those spreadsheets, like yeah. those Excels. <laughs> get them away from us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But okay. Let's talk about why you ran for president in the first place. Right. Because like you said before, being president, being a successful president, in fact, you've got to have all of these like mm -hmm. um, characteristics of yourself that mm -hmm. aren't really quantifiable. Mm -hmm. So why did you run for president in the first place? Running for president for me, I wasn't actually going to run for president. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know how to say. Basically, I was during the nomination process. I was going to run for PR or secretary. Oh, yeah. spicy. Yeah, and basically, president was just crossed off because I got nominated for treasurer, sec, sec, PR, and president. And as soon as I found out, I crossed off treasurer and president straight away. Right. So it was just like 
the I don't know I wasn't even like considering it at first mm. um, I don't in terms of what made me kind of choose president then I'm not quite sure because <laughs> I think actually me becoming president the result of me becoming a president surprised a lot of people oh really yeah I've had quite a lot of people come to me after the results came out and they're like oh I'm so congrats I'm so surprised that you got the position and wow. I don't blame them I was surprised as well because I think I had the ideas but I don't I didn't think that I had the personality of a typical leader oh. I, I definitely think differently now because um, I learned a lot of things but um, but yeah I think there were some people that really believed that I could do it mm. and I just I kind of like the, the people who told me I could do it and I should do it I really just trust trusted them mm. and I believed them and I just went for it it was kind of just like a leap of faith I was like fuck oh. it I'll just do it <laughs> oh, my God, uh, I oh no you can swear okay. no that's fine yeah, yeah. I was literally just like, you know what, I'll just do it. If I don't get it, that's fine. Mm. But it was a very last minute decision. Yeah. Yeah. I see. So you were like nominated for like a bunch of like office bearer positions. Mm. I find like, because you did mention like vision being like quite important. Like Mm. I do mention it like again and again, but like, I feel like even if being a president requires having a good vision, even being any office bearer, typically you'll have a vision as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's like, I think that's a key note for like potential office bearers or future office bearers that might be listening. Like mm-hmm. even if you're not running for president, like have something in mind because mm-hmm. like you never know, you may be able to act it out one yeah. day. So, okay. How about how long did it take you to think about running for president? Mm. Was it quite early on that you thought? Nope. Because <laughs> okay. I was always going to go for secretary or PR oh, and okay. I was tossing up between the two for a long time and then I think someone just messaged me oh have you considered going for president I was like no and then like I don't know I don't even remember what exactly happened but Mm. but you know when people tell you something and it kind of just lingers in the back of your mind so I was just thinking about it and I honestly didn't believe that I could do it Mm. but I don't know it took a lot of convincing I think Mm. and I wasn't and then in the end, just before, I wasn't really going to do any. Oh, really? You're gonna yeah, because I was like, this is too much. I don't want to think about this anymore. <laughs> but then actually, I talked to... Okay, I don't really remember our actual conversation, but Nhi, okay. our PR, yeah. head of PR, we, we talked like around this time last year. We were like, we have to be on top five together. We had, oh, we had this I whole guess. talk about like what we can see each other and what, you know... But, you know, what we want to do and stuff like that. Um, and I was like, you know what? Okay, let me just go for it. But then, yeah. And also Franklin, my mm. boyfriend. He is like, he really believed that I could do it when I did oh. it. It was really nice. It kind of gave me a gentle push. Mm, yeah. yeah. So it was... Yeah, I think like something that is not like often discussed enough is that like a lot of other people's opinions can make a really big difference. Mm. Like I know um, that... With the way KCC ran it this year, mm. we had this like third party nomination form. Mm. So that that was like a little bit akin to how you guys can have other people nominate you. Mm. But we couldn't like, we were just like, um, basically put in your nominations for whoever, it'll be anonymous yeah. and we'll send it to them to supplement their decision making. Oh. So like we had like a four week like window where they could send those um, like third party nomination mm. forms through. 
And in that four week window, that was also the time that they could start electing themselves. Right. However, we closed that nomination form like three weeks in. Yep. So that final one week was everyone seeing that, oh, I've got this much support. Mm. And it even some with some of the people running for exec at the moment, yep. it only took one message for them to be like, actually, I want to do it. Right. So it's like so important like that yeah. to surround yourself with people that like believe in. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. It is good to have that support network of people who believe you when you don't believe yourself, <laughs> you know? Uh, you know? Yeah. yeah it's nice. Okay. So you did mention Franklin, like yeah. as your boyfriend as well. Yeah. So obviously I had this conversation with him, but... You guys are two different people, two different units. Mm-hmm. I want to hear a bit about your time management. Mm. So obviously as a president, um, there's a lot that like it is fluid, as you mentioned. Yeah. But we also want to do a lot, as you mentioned as well. Yeah. So how do you balance everything? Let me know also what you're actually doing in life at the moment mm. or what you were doing in life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in terms of time management, yeah, it's been very prevalent from bef- even before I was president because I do music Mm. basically and it's just so time consuming when you're expected to you know practice for four hours a day plus you have three hour rehearsals two three times a week plus your lessons and um so having to manage my time has always you know been around and been tough yeah um plus work as well but my general kind of rule, I guess, is that I can make time for anything. Mm. So I sign up for basically. I can make time any. I can make time for anything I sign up for because basically, by signing up for it, it means that I want to do it. I like it, and it's my responsibility yeah. to carry it out. You yeah, know. Facts. So, I think in terms of MSU, MSU was one of those things that was constantly on my mind, especially because we, as presidents, we didn't really have set kind of roles yeah it was kind of just in a sense you could say i prioritized msu in a lot of situations sometimes you know obviously i can't really get get out of rehearsals you know but say if i am practicing yeah you know it's pretty important part of my day but then something came up i would be like okay i'm gonna go do that well, like, you know, I'm always constantly thinking about MSU while I'm studying or while I'm practicing, while I'm just like bored in rehearsals, you know, whatever. It was yeah. kind of just, it was kind of just like I had a full schedule of things to do and then I just slotted MSU in wherever. Oh, yeah. 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 Like you mentioned before, like as presidents, we have to fill in a lot of the holes. Yeah. So there's so much that we can do and so much like more we can do on top of that. Yeah, exactly. So like, especially with the passion of being like an office bearer, there's stuff that like we want to do that we don't have to do. Yeah. And, like the priorities is where it becomes a little bit messy as yeah. well sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, everything about MSU kind of ran itself inside me because mm. I was like, I want to do this. Oh my God. Like I want to do this. I need to do that. I was just like running around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've also asked this question like a couple of times and what I've heard across the board is like the time sacrifices or sacrifices. Mm. So what do you think is like one of the worst parts of being president? Mm. The worst part? Yeah. Like a lot of people, like I said, have gone down that sacrifice route or like even like pretty much it's just sacrifice, whether it's time, whether it's your own like individuality. So... I see. It's interesting because I definitely see where they're coming from. But I think I see it from a completely different perspective because I never really saw 
I don't know. I never saw time sacrificing my own time as a negative thing for oh, MSU. Okay. Like it was to the point where I literally just wanted to do something other than like my own stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I can't really th- pinpoint any like worst mm. kind of things about. I see. Like that. That perspective is like really interesting. Mm. I guess. Or do you think like the reason for that, like not seeing MSU as much of a sacrifice, but more of something like to do? Do yeah. you think that's like because of your passion for it? Or like... I definitely think so. Like MSU, literally, just the reason why I went for MSU, uh, I went for president for MSU, or just any exec role I wanted to, was because I really wanted to give back mm. to the club. Like MSU has and will always hold such a special place in my heart, and just wanting to see the club succeed and wanting to see my committee my exec happy mm. or even my execs like, i knew how hard working they were i knew how much time they were sacrificing for to do like just what was on their job description do you know what i mean right, like secretary yeah. treasurer they have a whole bunch of things they need to do before they can do their own right. stuff do you know what i mean so i'm like i need to do my best to support them and also, it was kind of my fear going into president. I didn't want to be known as the president that did nothing. Right. Yeah, I was like, what, what did she even do? Like, I didn't want to be yeah. that. So that fueled me a lot as well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that, um, that quote or like that sort of perspective of the president that did nothing is like one of like my biggest nightmares yeah. as well. Because I know that there have been like close calls in the past. Yeah, definitely. Within, yeah, and then like... It's just something that you, at the helm of your club, like, mm. that is one of, like, the biggest insults, pretty much. Yeah, literally, yeah, and I get you. a lot of the time that I feel like with the co- close calls that have happened in the past, mm. it's from the perspective of people that don't really know what's going on, though. Mm. Because, like, as president myself, um, I could have had... I had a very, very different perspective of my president from last year yeah. compared to my, pre- uh, my perspective now. Because yeah. I'm like, you can't actually, like... There's no way you just existed and did nothing. Mm. There's so many things you could have done and I'm sure you actually did do. Yeah. So I feel like I failed to give credit where credit was due yeah. last year. Yeah. So especially like being in their shoes right now is mm. so like it helps a lot to like, you know, change your perspective. Yeah. But let's go into okay. So we talked about um how the presidential role is quite fluid. Yeah. Probably same goes for VP as well. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about reprimandment. So that's something that is I don't know. It's something that I personally feel is quite vague because it could logically fall under the role of a VP mm-hmm. because in our club, VP handles all internal matters. Yeah. And then it's very like, you know, just basic boiled down terms, VP internal, president external. Right. So in theory, on paper, it would be like if there were something to happen within the committee mm-hmm. where reprimandment is necessary. Yeah then the VP would handle it. Yeah. But this year, it's more been like, we just like, you know, spread it. Or like, between the four of us executives, yeah. we're just like, uh, I think you should hand out this reprimand or you should deliver this or like, I'll deliver this or something like that. So where does it like, do you guys even have a reprimand system? Or if you do, where does it like fall under? Whose responsibility is it? Wait, reprimandment as in like... As in like correcting like... Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I think it's basically it's the same like it's fallen under all of us at some point within mm. the year I think though um, our VP Artie and I um, tried to take 
control of it. Yeah. It de- kind of depends on the matter mm. and also the scale of it. True. So, if, yeah, pretty much big scale stuff, um, Adi and I do it. But definitely, um, Johnson and Angelina Nee have kind of like reprimanded, you know, yeah. when needed. Even like saying like the scale is one variable, but I think also it can come down to the person yeah. because like we've had this experience and this is kind of like i should not be memeing about this <laughs> but there was this person in our committee mm. who like did like the wrong thing it wasn't like huge mm. but it was like because we have a strike system yeah it was definitely between the four exec like considered strike worthy yeah and the person like um who was at like the person who did that action um is very close to our secretary uh. and the secretary was like yo let me add him so we were like wait what like why do you want to like why do you yeah, want to do that because yeah. i personally feel like um you know punishment and like mm. like executive actions like in that context are like some of the worst things for me because right. like um yeah like we've talked about sacrificing personal image and personal like um individuality mm. like yeah. i feel like punishments come under that because i don't right. feel like it's something i'd want to do yeah or something yeah. that like i feel like is necessary yeah yeah i yeah. see but let's go to our next topic okay so with actually no this pretty much falls under the same thing mm. do you have any tips or tricks with how you deal mm. with those sorts of things because like i said sacrificing individuality like i can be like pure president I feel, mm-hmm. i'm sure we can both be pure president mm-hmm. emotionless about it yeah but I find that it's really hard for me uh, to like disconnect. So do you have like yeah, any tips or tricks for anyone um, who might need to execute that sort of action? Um, I think putting aside your own per- like, own personal indiv- um, personality is kind of, even though it's hard, it is important because you are acting as president, you're thinking for the better of the club. But I think in doing that, I know it can be hard. Like sometimes I find it hard as well. Because obviously you don't want to be like, I don't know how to say it. You don't want to be like mean or you don't want to be yeah. with the person. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think a way of kind of avoiding that, I don't know, would be, for me, would be transparency. Mm, okay. I see this because I teach as work. I teach violin and I've been taught violin for a long time. And I just, I see it like it's not, it doesn't do anything if you just kind of tell them off and don't tell them why. Right. So I think it helps in them being transparent, telling them the situation, what they did and why that was bad and why we're telling them off for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. Other than that, I don't really know. No, I think that's a pretty good way. Like, I think it's at the same time very hard to completely avoid your emotions from Mm. it. And like, even if you do avoid it, like from your expressions and things like that, internally, I feel like it can cause a bit of like... A uh, bit of a situation, but yeah, like I've seen it happen like with me personally yeah. when I had to like give another person like a strike, yeah, like from me to them. And this person is someone like I was very close to, yeah. And like when I like I walked up to him and then like I pat him on the shoulder, I was like, Hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, yeah. Ew, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah, my yeah. god, like I feel like a high school teacher or something, yeah. but like, yeah, but that sort of thing, like being able to explain why, like, your reasoning and like how like reasoning it so that they understand that usually it's for the better of the club that they are reprimanded in this way yeah i think that helps me a lot like helps me come to terms with it but even if they're like so if they're like close friends like 
right? Like I've had to confront one of my close friends because like, you know, she's, she's like very busy. She hasn't been very active, right? So the moments that I've had to kind of confront her. But if they're close, what I think is that they should understand your yeah, position, you know? They yeah. would probably understand, even though if you were like, oh, look, you can't do this, you can't do that because of this, mm. or like you're in trouble because of this, they'll probably understand, oh, that's probably their job, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. That Actually, that happened with that situation with me because I said, um, hey man, can I talk to you? What What you did was really wrong. Yeah. And it is like, it, you potentially harmed the image of our club and harmed our potential, like future, blah, 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 et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And then, like, at the end of that, I was expecting, like, like, oh, stuff you, man. Like, mm. whatever. I'll take it. And then he, instead, no. He was like, I get it. It's okay. Like, you don't mm. have to. Don't worry. Don't even worry about it. And I was like, yeah. I feel like that was tougher than, like, uh. actually going through, like, oh, whatever, man. You know, like, trying to stick it to the man. But, yeah. like, yeah, because they're a close friend of mine. Like, I felt he was really, really understanding. Yeah. yeah. And because it was something that I didn't expect, mm. I felt so like, oh. <laughs> I felt <laughs> so trash. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, okay, so what about, do you think it was worth becoming president? This is like a whole different direction, mm. but like you've been through like your entire term now. So you're answering this from a perspective that isn't like familiar from any of the other podcasts. Mm-hmm. So you can actually see it properly in hindsight. So what do you think about that? Do you think- Yes, yeah. definitely worse. Easy yes. Easy yes, <laughs> actual easy yes. I just, it was just the most rewarding experience of- Oh, oh sorry. Are we too loud? Yeah, probably. It's Wait. okay. Where are we going off? Um, do you think it's worth it becoming president? Sorry, if we're a bit more quiet now. Welcome to ASMR episode of What yeah. Does It Take? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yes, I definitely think being president was so worth it. Definitely one of the most rewarding experiences that I've ever had. I think just like towards the end of my term, there were literally moments when I was standing there at deco, at dance, at like at volleyball whatever and I was just every time I pan my eyes across my community you know it was, oh, yeah, it was just like really. you get that feeling and you're like oh wow like this bunch of people are so special and like you know kind of like not like I did that but like you know like you feel so proud of the community that you've built over the course of the year yeah yeah and just that feeling alone would literally just like Make me say yes. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, for presidents in particular, it's because I feel like you you give me that humble vibe as well. But in reality, a lot of the things that do happen are because of you or because of your exec as well. Mm. Because like with me, I feel like um, yeah, all these individuals did their own part. Yeah. And they had like all had their own special characteristics. Yeah. But like without like the top four without your top five exactly would anything be able to happen yeah exactly yeah so like i feel like that's what makes it probably more worth it for me as well yeah it's the journey definitely yeah especially for our top five like we barely knew each other at first Mm. so i think a lot of us had doubts about how our team would work but then at the end you know just like we work so so well together and then seeing the result of that flourish Mm. in our committee you know just mm. seeing, just literally just nothing. Literally just seeing them talk to each other or whatever. It's just like, <laughs> makes me teary. I'm like, oh, oh. my, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's talk a little bit more about that. Like, mm. about the progression or, like, development yeah. of your friendships, like, non-professionally. Yeah. Like, how, how did that go about? Like, did you have to 
how like hang out and do like that sort mm. of thing or like how did it work um okay i think in all honesty because like i said right our top five this year so my team yeah we didn't really know each other very well like for me personally i only really knew knew really well mm. because we had worked together as like head of intro the previous year yeah and um so i think because there was that barrier coming in Mm. there might have been like personality clashes that would have been resolved if there was like bonding oh, or if we had oh, known yeah. each other beforehand yeah yeah do you know what i mean i think we did like go out for lunches and stuff but i think to be honest it was just kind of time right yeah yeah and time told and nowadays like we just we go out we did oh my god we did like an escape room the oh, other week wow. it was so good it was so fun but yeah we do little things like that but that's yeah, so cool just having meeting well like obviously you would have meetings right as a team and just like yeah with time i think everyone kind of loosened up yeah and as p- people got to know each other one-on-one mm-hmm. you know yeah yeah that's good like i feel like it's, it was a bit different for my team yeah because um between me albert ben and theo mm. albert ben and i already knew each other like yeah. very well yeah and we were actually like thinking oh this might be a potential team. Yeah. So um, us three plus another candidate for what would have been VP, but yeah. didn't like successfully make it. Yeah. We were all like already discussing our visions uh, and things like that. Yeah. And like, we were already like thinking that this was a possibility. Yeah. Like we would be, we would possibly be able to make into the office next year mm-hmm. and then like work our way through it. So we were already like, you know, we already had that bond intact. Yeah. And then like um, election day comes and then like this, the, the script is like just flipped and yep. like we have this like new vp mm. theo and like it's just been so like i've been just so fortunate to see that like theo is so like nice and mm. funny <laughs> and like that time thing is so important because like the longer you spend time with these people as office bearers i feel like there are more relatable experiences mm. along the way and like it's just so like it's so fundamental to friendship like having these common yeah. like things common interests mm. common characteristics with each other yeah so like the fact that like Theo and I don't really like we're not even into like the same K-pop groups or like yeah. we're not like I don't even know like what she does like <laughs> Theo what do you do no <laughs> but like we're like we're relating so much over like executive mm. matters exec- yeah. executive stressing yeah. executive like should we do this why are we not doing this mm. like that sort of stuff and like yeah. being on that same wavelength like um at the same time like it's just it just brings you like together so much more yeah. so like yeah again for you like potential office bearers listening Mm. like even if you do nothing you're going to be doing something (laughs) as time passes literally time is the only variable you need like karen (laughs) has said as well but Mm. i'm saying it a bit differently Mm. time is the only variable you need to get closer with these other office bearers that you may not be familiar um with so just make sure to use as many opportunities as you can Mm. to really try to relate and like get to the bottom of what these other people are thinking of what these four or th- maybe three other people are thinking mm. of because it's really important like that bond for a really successful dream team and mm. you don't have to go in as a dream team but mm. you want to come out as a dream yeah. team yeah exactly. okay so now this is like a retrospective question mm-hmm. this is a question that i've like sort of alluded to sort of asked the other presidents but now like as i said because you've, your term is over, mm. how well do you think you did? And what do you think are like the pros and cons of your like quote unquote performance? Okay, I'll start with a con. Okay. Con, something that was really hard for me personally 
was finding myself as the president. Like I said before, the reason why I didn't really see myself in president is because I knew I had the ideas, but I didn't have the personality. Mm -hmm. As in, because I thought I had a very narrow-minded kind of view of what a president should be. I thought a president should be loud, assertive, Mm. very dominant, really in your face kind of thing. And at the time, well, like even now, I think, I think even though like people tell me I'm bubbly and like, you know, I'm going and stuff, I think that me as a person, I'm very quiet mm. or like on the quieter side, you know right. what I mean? And like in the past, I've been a pushover. I definitely am not, I don't think anymore, but yeah. you know, that, do, you get, do you get the type of person like I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Like someone who like maybe rises to the occasion or like someone I don't know like too nice kind oh of thing. okay okay yeah, yeah that kind of so I didn't really like see myself being that kind of assertive dominant kind of figure okay. telling everyone what to do like do this do that but that was because I had again had this narrow-minded vision of what I thought a president has to be mm. so especially for the first few months of being president I was trying to be someone I wasn't right but okay so that was a con because it was i struggled really hard i was like i don't know how to act and because i had very high expectations for myself i was like i didn't want to let anyone down i didn't want to let the club down i didn't want to let the execs down and i was constantly questioning myself you know like am i doing okay mm. like you know i'm not like yeah you know do you know what i mean but so. by the end i think i found myself <sighs> and you know you learned i learned that you know a leader does not have to be the loudest person in the room. Right. As long as you're like reasonably assertive, you can say what you think and stuff, you know? I yeah. think it's fine. Yeah. So that was a con. But the pros is like everything else. <laughs> <laughs> Literally everything else. Yeah, I think that like perspective, I think I've often talked about it on the podcast as yeah. well. Like, because I thought that my past president was like that sort of leader who mm. was like assertive and loud. Yeah. And like upon like a lot of research before running for president, I was like, I want to see how all the past presidents stacked up against my president right now. Right. And like, I saw that there were so many different styles and yeah. like, whether or not that style is very close to your actual individual personality yeah. is like, it's up for debate. Yeah. But like, at the end of the day, we're still a club and we're still like yeah. running. So like, I think that anyone who's like running for a presidential position or even VP potentially, mm. like you don't have to stray away from your own personality. Yeah. Like, you could just exactly. sort of like tweak it or not even tweak it but just like mold it yeah exactly no i relate to you in terms of like looking at past presidents for me like my president in my freshman year Mm -hmm. julian um i don't know for me i feel like i think a lot of people relate to me when i say like your president the person who was your president in your freshman year will always be your president kind of thing that's how i see julian and so i compared myself to him a lot right and like I don't know and I doubted myself a lot because Mm. to me he's like this god I'm like oh my god you're just like literally so good yeah and I doubted myself a lot and that's definitely a con if to put it in a nutshell it's me self-doubt oh yeah yeah Yeah, I feel like um with with like that first like president that you get as a fresher like I feel like I'm just a little bit different in Uh. the fact that after I researched them I was like 
okay, everyone did this role and yeah. I saw the roles like equal. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I equally respect like everyone. Mm. Like even though I only had one president before me, mm. like the president before him was yeah. still in the committee. Yeah. The president before her was uh, also still in committee. Yeah. So I was like able to like gain all this like information, yeah. source all this information. I was like, wow, like you guys are like so cool. Like yeah. thumbs up. And then like, I wasn't even president yet. Yeah. And now that I'm actually like in the role, in the driver's seat, like I see oh my god like they're even cooler than i thought they were yeah actually yeah so Mm. in terms of like i don't know if i went to the pros i said everything else oh but maybe going to more specifics about the pros it's probably then linking onto the con it's what i got out of it and who i became out of it but yeah yeah what about a bit more like information about that like do you think that like because you've just left the role pretty mm. much that it's really bled into your individuality like who you've had to yeah. become yeah I think so I can like I'm not sure I'm not quite sure if, if other people can see it I haven't really asked but I definitely can feel it in the way I think about stuff do you mm. know what I mean in every day to day life the way I carry myself now mm. I just have a lot more confidence I'd say just because I proved myself wrong just by being president this whole year right. you know I was surprised and I didn't think I could do it but I did it and at least from what other people have been telling me I, <laughs> I did a good job so I'm like okay I'll just take that yeah you know and I think yeah yeah okay so before I go into like the h word hand over for <laughs> you guys listening I want to talk about one more final club related question and this mm-hmm. is just like a general question that I've started to ask around mm-hmm. because like I find this is quite um it's not extremely important but it's like sort of like revealing a bit yeah but um what I've got written down is like there is a stigma of our clubs mm-hmm. i.e KCC, MSUCS and Asia mm-hmm. that accept freshers based on like looks and clout mm-hmm. and like I mean as in like I've had people come up or like people talk to me about oh if you want to get into this club you they're looking for a certain look and that sort of thing and it's like what do you have any like comments on that yeah i do (laughs) (laughs) i definitely have heard that quite a lot yeah but i can't really speak for the other clubs because i don't know the ins and outs of that the other clubs but at least for msu that is not true at all Mm. like if you come to our fresher barbecues you will see or even pre-inductions like especially this year you see a lot of diverse kind of like ethnicities cultures and stuff Mm. it is all based on personality and it just happens to be sort of a coincidence that everyone in msu is kind of asian okay yeah yeah because we have had people go through pre-inductions who are very diverse right of other cultures it's just all comes down to their personality what we think of them as a person not it doesn't have anything to do with the color of their skin or anything like that right so it kind of makes me upset every time or like frustrated because they don't know right yeah do you get what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. that that opinion like it's probably like pretty like yeah sad upsetting yeah maybe even crushing to hear that like for a club that promotes like this sort of like welcoming environment yeah that like it might that people think it might not be as welcoming as it is But conversely, actually, for my club, I've actually had this issue and Mm. like, I'm not afraid to like, just talk about it, about like there being some sort of, not a stigma, but like within the club, a sort of bias for a particular 
not just Asian, but like the particular like, looks and things right. like that. And there's it's caused internal conflict uh, before as well. Yeah. Like between like it's split groups apart and like there's been a lot of like, oh, they they only got in because of this. Oh. They only got in because they're pretty or things like that. Yeah. And it gets really, really icky mm. like that. So like do you think like because obviously like I've said before, we look up to you guys so much. Is there anything that we could put in place to like sort of combat that? Mm-hmm. it's really tough because like a lot of the time the reasoning is so easy it's so easy to make up reasoning like their personality is just that good yeah it just happened to look that way yeah but like there's Mm. just so much speculation i guess one thing you could do i mean i'm not saying that you guys don't you probably probably do but maybe one solution to it in general would be maybe at pre-induction, at Fresh Air Barbecue, making everyone feel welcome. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Just going up to them personally, talking to them, and just literally just going to going up to whoever you can to make them feel included so they wouldn't even have to say stuff right. like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, like, if they... After you do that and if they think that, then literally just, like, what can you do? Yeah. People... Are, there's always going to be people like that, I, I feel like. Mm. But I feel like, in general, if you kind of really promote a really welcoming kind of vibe just talk to everyone i think yeah you've done all you can really yeah that's good advice actually because like it's really tough to um it's tough to admit but i feel like everyone has their own prejudices as well and like even like some person's look compared to another can influence the way you try to speak to them Mm. but having like that welcoming of like having a very like impartial way to speak to everyone a very welcoming um one level way of speaking to everyone yeah. is very like gonna it's gonna like reverse that effect mm-hmm. and i think i truly believe like if we could do that like it'd be really beneficial in stamping out out of saying oh yeah casey is looking for this sort of like look mm. yeah so i think like in the future again um i'd probably recommend that as well to my committee um if i can <laughs> but like yeah guys if you're listening um <laughs> make sure you just talk to everyone just be quite you know quite unbiased mm. and we can you know some of the best like um your interest in korean culture is not influenced by like the way you look at mm. all they're two complete separate things definitely yeah and the fact that we're looking for like a keen interest in korean culture and spreading it is not influenced at all by the way you look um uh yeah <laughs> because I'll, okay i was actually thinking a bit about how um there is sort of a like a little bias towards yeah. korean speakers oh, yeah but also there can be a little bit of misconception because of the way that like usually korean speakers are koreans themselves yeah and then people can be like oh they're only getting because they're korean uh. and we've had that specific issue where someone like almost got in yeah and like um, the issue was that this person, um, the, this person, the people, there were two like schools of thought, there were two like groups and one of them was like, oh, they're, the other group is trying to let this person in because they're Korean and they're attractive. Right. Yeah. But the other group was like, oh, um, nah, they just have a really good personality. I don't know if they're thinking of the actual functionality of like speaking Korean, mm. but like, they were just going with the general oh yeah the personality is good mm. so it also still like that's just some food for thought i don't yeah. think like there's like an actual way to go about these sorts mm-hmm. of things because again it's a lot of qualitative thinking yeah but yeah just again like for you guys to think about it because 
that is an issue that we will potentially have for the rest of our time yeah. like at KCC for the rest of the time KCC is even around mm. so yeah just thinking about yeah, interesting yeah that sort of stuff but okay let's go into the H the, the handover territory I'm very very enthusiastic to hear um, this part so you guys have had your IGM and you had your AGM mm-hmm. yesterday and this is like prime like the prime <laughs> time like from now to whenever you want to have mm. your handover so how is that going to work? And like, have you thought about it? Have you had it? Um, yes, yeah, we definitely have thought about it. So we're basically having um, individual handovers. So for example, I'm having my handover with Jess mm, Monday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, on Monday. And then some people are having it after exams. Some people are having it before. And then we'll also have a full exec handover. Oh. And that okay. I think we decided it will be after exams. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we have definitely thought about it. Yes. Okay, so have you thought about, because, let's talk about your individual handover first. Yeah. Have you thought about, in particular, how you're going to execute that exactly? Are you going to, like, do you have a document or, like, mm. you're going to show us some, like, any any items or anything? Yeah, I definitely will have a document. I probably will list out every single event that's going to happen. And I'll just write tips. <laughs> tips. Or just, like, just like general dot points. I'll just, yeah. and then at the handover, I'll... Well, the whole point of making the document is so that she can look back at it any time she needs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the handover, I'll literally just go through and be like, do this, don't do that, blah, 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 blah. this will help, this won't help, kind of thing. Um, right. And then, yeah, I think that's about it. Mm. And yeah. your, your four exec handover? Um, four exec handover, I reckon our, my exec, 2021 exec, will probably sit down, have a meeting about what we want to say. Oh, okay, yeah. And just maybe maybe make a document if we want. Probably will. Otherwise, we'll forget. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, and then after that, we'll sit everyone down and just go through it. But because everyone will have had or will have their individual ones, it will probably be quite general. Mm. It will probably be where, like, the individual handover will probably be about the role more. Right. Whereas the exact handover will probably be more about how to not deal but how to talk to community how to like kind of like deal with oh, community and stuff yeah. like that more than all the general bigger stuff probably right but yeah that's still like tbc i see i see okay so now we're still like in that final stage of this podcast actually mm-hmm. this is a very general question that i like feel like i should be asking everyone mm-hmm. but like especially because your term is over mm-hmm. what are your plans with life now Ooh, <laughs> like AG. very yeah very broad well i have Okay, to be honest, it's very unpredictable at the moment. Mm. But I do have a few paths that I would take. So, my plan is to graduate this year, hopefully. Oh, okay. yep. <laughs> and then once I graduate this year, I will definitely have a semester gap. Mm. Like a gap semester. Yeah. Where I do nothing. And basically, I want to go to this place in Melbourne, this institution in Melbourne, this music place Ooh, cool. called Anam. Okay. But basically, they accept applications and auditions mid-year next year. Oh, so it's okay. either I just take a gap semester and I just practice really hard. Yeah. Maybe go to TAFE, try something mm, new. Wow. Like okay. sewing or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or like, yeah, anything. And then um, I just audition. If I get in, that's great. I'll go over mm. to Melbourne, do my stuff there. Um, if I don't get in, then probably just take another gap semester and make it a gap year. Damn. Um, just give myself a rest. 
yeah. I feel like. Um, especially with music. I've been going at it for so long. It's just mm. so intense. So it would be nice to give myself a little bit of a break. Um, okay, so that's one option. <laughs> and then if COVID is still prevalent in Melbourne, then I'm not going to audition. Mm, and yeah. I will just have a gap year. If not, then I might do honours. Oh, yeah. okay. Wow. So I'm still kind of just tossing the options up at the moment. Yeah. But I do have plans on whatever I do. Because yeah. I have to just plan everything, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I actually find that very interesting. Mm. Like, I think that you've, like, planned out your life very, like, meticulously. <laughs> and, like, even to the point where you said, I plan to graduate. As if, like, <laughs> it's a very, like, <laughs> you, you, it's, like, not optimistic but it's not pessimistic it's like very <laughs> it's like realistic neutral, just yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly like like if it doesn't happen doesn't happen and i have like these options but yeah. like do you think that that's like something like typical of an office bearer or like a I president have no or... clue. <laughs> i think maybe something that's that should be typical of office bearers is because okay i'll tell you how i was before yeah i used to be because i still do plan things very meticulously mm-hmm. but What's different from like a few years ago and now is that a few years ago I used to put expectations on to oh. that. So if it didn't, so if I said I'm gonna graduate this year and I didn't, I'd be like I wouldn't know what to do. Right. So I wasn't very adaptable to change. Oh, okay. So I guess something that's useful in being an office bearer is yeah sure have plans if it helps you. But then if something, because there's bound to be something that happens that's so unexpected. Mm. So if that happens, you have to be able to adapt to change and just accept it and move on and just be like, okay, it is what it is. This has happened now. I can't change it. I just have to do whatever I can control. Right. In the future. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's not really good advice. And Mm. um, I just want to hear, like, do you have any more advice for anyone who might be potentially running for an Mm. office bearer position? I mean, it's a bit too late for you guys, but like, (laughs) we still have people who like from my club Mm. or maybe people in the the future years, hopefully Mm. they come back to this and be like, oh, 2021 podcast. What's, what's this all about? Do you have any advice for them who may be running like for office bearer positions? Hmm. I think if I had one advice, it would be just to go for it. I just, I just hate the concept of regretting doing nothing. Mm. So if you, if you even have an inkling of that thought in your head, you should just do it. (laughs) You should regret going for it and like either like embarrassing yourself, not getting it or whatever. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I think you should just go for it Mm. because I would hate for anyone to feel regret of not, the regret of a missed opportunity. Right. And I feel like if I can do it, if I can get through presidency, anyone can do anything. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's some really, yeah, really solid advice as usual from this, like this beast that we have (laughs) of a president for today. Um, Obviously, like when I'm starting to talk like that, that means we're heading to our final (laughs) section of our podcast episode okay guys so you guys know the drill a very special random question <laughs> literally sent this to karen as well sent the agenda with the final dot point being special random oh question my, as well scary. you know how it is um you know how we do things around here um this is a question i've got to i've got to keep hyping it up guys um it's a question that's completely unprecedented could be completely random could be based on the actual person that i am interviewing mm-hmm. And in this case, it actually is. Mm. So uh, I'll probably be extending upon this question a little bit more okay. and more um, just to see if we can get something interesting out of it. Yeah. But it's pretty random. I'll give you that. Why? 
probably one of the right. most random ones. All right. But your question, your yes. special random question is, if you could mm-hmm. give yourself mm-hmm. a key signature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or just a key, any key. Yes. What would you give yourself and why? Oh, okay. Wait, key signature, is that right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Or like key, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not fast. <laughs> I'm... Okay, I literally, oh my god, I wish, basically I learnt about the meaning of keys, different keys in music. Oh, okay. Like yeah. literally the other week, but I don't remember any of it. Oh my and gosh. I wish I did because I literally, oh, what would I be? My favourite key is F major. Okay. Or B flat major. Wow, two very... Very mm. basic, not <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, actual basic. We all see this in high um, school, guys. I think I would be. Hmm, what could I be? That's fair. Oh, actually, I'd say C major. Oh, okay. you know why? Because I don't know. <laughs> I don't let's, know why. Let's think about it. Okay, let's standardize it. Okay. Let's think about it like um, what's it called? Concert pitch. Okay, like, concert. So if like you're looking at a piano. C major, no sharps, no flats. Yeah, no sharps, no flats. But you can add oh, lots accident. of different accidentals. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, Some I don't big know. brain style. So you can be happy, you can be sad, you can be, you know, all sorts of different. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So just to make sure that, like, you're not just copying out on an easy answer, <laughs> what would you give your VP, Artie? <laughs> yeah, that's right. There were two okay. parts to this. Okay, I would give Artie, okay. I would give Artie F major because you know why? Oh. He's always so calm. Oh, yeah. Calm, calm and collected. And I feel like F major just gives me the calm vibes. Yeah, stable. like. Yeah, it's just yeah. so stable and just so calm. I see. Yeah. yeah. That's a very good answer. So thank you for coming on. Yeah. To, we've done it. We did it, guys. <laughs> All four prisoners. <laughs> yeah, thank you for coming on to our podcast, or my podcast. Yeah. And um, do you have any final, final remarks? Any events you'd like to uh, promote? You guys might be um, doing something. No? Mm, yes? No, but we'll be see you at O-Day <laughs> next year. Wow. In February sometime. And, you know, like if you're ever interested in joining MSU or KCC, Please come to our Freshman yes, Barbecue. Please come. Anyone welcome. Literally, we'd love to see you there. Of course, of course. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening again to this podcast. As usual, if you want to hear any other uh, speakers coming to my podcast, um, actually, I won't be... I'll be changing it up a little bit. Um, Karen is actually my second last podcast for this Ooh. season. Ooh. Um, I actually, after Karen, after completing the golden um, four presidents... <laughs> Square, um, I plan to podcast with the next KCC president, whoever they are electing, getting elected soon. So after that, I'll be probably going to more general stuff into like, you know, less presidential stuff because I'm not going to be president anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. See ya. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see you guys. Yeah. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening thus far and hope to, see, hope to hear from you guys soon.